welcome back to Into the Dark with Leah. My name is Mahalia and I appreciate you all so much for tuning in. Uh, Today's story is actually a cold case that took place back in 2016. It is the murder of Missy Beavers. Now, Missy was born Terry Leanne Strickland on August 9th of 1970 in Graham, Texas to Norma and James Strickland. Now, at the time of her death, Missy was only 45 years old. I'm going to tell you about a bit of her past and then we'll get into the details surrounding her murder. Now, Missy married her husband, Brandon Beavers, on June 20th of 1998. Following that, she continued her education at a local community college in order to become a special education teacher. Those closest to her said that this job was the best option for Missy because she was incredibly patient and passionate about working with her students. Um, She worked as a teacher up until the time she had her first daughter, Hannah, in 2001, followed by her second daughter, Allie, in 2003. And that's when she chose to become a stay-at-home mom, focusing on her children, her household, and her husband. Um, She was known for being a very active member in her community, taking fitness very seriously. Missy went on to lead fitness boot camps throughout the Midlothian, Texas area. Missy worked with a company called Camp Gladiator as a fitness trainer, and she hosted classes throughout the area of Methodian, Texas, and some of the surrounding cities, oftentimes advertising on places like uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, through word of mouth of her church friends and um, other parents at the schools for which her girls attended. And on the day of April 18th, Missy arrived to the Methodian Creekside Church of Christ a little bit after 4 a.m. to begin setting up for her 5 a.m. Camp Gladiator class. Unbeknownst to her, there was an individual laying in wait. So um, it can be seen on CCTV footage that around 3 a.m. there appears to be a man or woman that's still that's unknown walking through the building looks like they're opening doors peeking in. I, I think it's to see if Missy's there they don't know if anyone else might be there so they're just like they're walking slowly opening the doors peeking in not touching anything um and it would looks like they're carrying a hammer so I'll put a picture of this of this individual up on Instagram and um it appears that the the mystery person seen on surveillance footage is also dressed in a head-to-toe replica of SWAT riot gear so investigators later said like no that's not professional issued gear it it's a costume uh essentially and now just after 4 a.m missy arrived and there, it's unknown if there was any sort of confrontation in between that time or if there was an argument, a struggle, or anything like that um, because there is no surveillance footage from anywhere else in the, the church itself. I assume they didn't have cameras because this was a smaller church. It wasn't like your typical mega church compound, but it was still a sizable facility for like a, a large neighborhood. Um, so the only other surveillance footage they have of the streets is from a, like a hardware store a little bit down the road from the church. Now at 5.06 AM, 911 received a frantic call from one of Missy's students stating that they had found her badly beaten body. Now, according to the records, Missy was found with broken glass around her body, but the murder weapon was not in sight. When her students initially found her, she was unresponsive, but unfortunately died soon after the paramedics arrived. 
Now, um, upon them performing an autopsy, it revealed that Missy had died from several puncture wounds to her head and chest. According to the medical examiner, the wounds on Missy's head and chest were consistent with the tool the suspect was carrying throughout the building, which, as I stated previously, appears to be a hammer. So it would have been caused by like the nail prying part of it on the back. Um... And that weapon has yet to have been found. And they also, they don't have any suspects. They don't have any DNA. Because um, he was he or she was dressed head to toe in this gear that protected them. Even if Missy would have fought back, it, they, there's little skin that would have been shown. A couple people were suspected, first being her husband. But at the time, he was 600 miles away on a fishing trip. So he had a rock solid alibi. And then the second person was her father-in-law. Now, because little to anything was known about the individual seen in the CCTV footage, authorities released the footage to the public in order to hopefully identify a suspect. And one of those people initially was Randy Beavers, Missy Beavers' father-in-law. Now, this was because the person seen in the footage was around 5'7", presumably male with a noticeable limp or just their, their gait was off. And Randy Beavers matched that description. And oddly enough, shortly after the murder, Randy brought a shirt to the dry cleaners hoping to have it cleaned and it was blood soaked. Randy said that the blood was not human. It was from his wife's dog that had gotten into a fight with his daughter's dog while they were staying at the house. Now, unfortunately, both dogs did sustain some pretty serious injuries, even though Randy's daughter pulled her dog off. The damage had already been done, and unfortunately, Randy's wife's dog did not survive. They took the dog to the emergency vet, and Randy said that's how the blood ended up on his shirt. After the authorities gathered it from the dry cleaning facility and took it for testing, it came back as animal blood, but they came out and made a statement as well, thanking the dry cleaning company for coming forward with the potential evidence that could have helped in the case because ultimately the police really depended on the public to help bring this murderer to justice they didn't have any dna any like pictures they didn't have a vehicle well they did have a vehicle but no license plate to help identify the driver of that vehicle they didn't have anything to lead them to a possible suspect now, there are several theories as to who could have killed Missy. One of those theories being that Missy was murdered by um, a lover of hers or in contrast by a significant other of someone that Missy was having an affair with. Quite honestly, I don't think it has anything to do with an affair. I don't believe that's why she was murdered. Do I believe she was murdered by someone who knew her? Yes, in a way, like I believe she was murdered by one of her students or past students who had been stalking her. So they partially knew her routine, um, like with her getting to the class a little bit before four and that person was there at 350. Like they knew she would get there early. And I believe this person had contact with her at one of her other classes, maybe um, made some advances on her and they were rejected and so they stalked her via Facebook or Instagram or wherever she advertised her classes in order to figure out where she would be next um and of course these platforms are not going to track everyone who interacts with her posts I think they should start with getting a list um of those who've attended her classes 
within like a year or maybe even more as, as for as long as she's been teaching with them. And if I remember correctly, Camp Gladiator also owned gyms throughout that area. So hopefully they, they kept pretty decent records and um, the authorities have looked into that. But um, Missy was most definitely targeted. It was not random. The person didn't steal any of her jewelry. They didn't take any equipment or money from the church. And why she was targeted is unknown, but it was someone that knew her. And now authorities do ask if you have any tips or any, any information into the case that you can phone in anonymously to the tip line at 972-775-7624. Again, that is 972-775-7624. Or you can provide information by texting MILD to 847411 that is mild to 847411 in closing i want to briefly go over some of the things that i omitted from my story um simply because i didn't want missy to be painted in a bad lighting she still has a husband and children out in the world and i'm sure if you've heard this story on other platforms or if you've done your own research you are aware of the fact that missy was having an affair and I'm aware how people feel about adulterers and affairs and all of that. And I didn't want them to look at her any differently. She's still a victim. No matter what was going on between her and her husband, she is still a victim. Her children are still without a mother. I want us all to remember that Missy was still someone's mother, wife, daughter, sister, aunt, and she mattered to them. She was loved and she loved them. And I hope you all really appreciated today's story. I understand it was really, really short, mainly because there aren't too many details available about the case. Um, there haven't been any updates as of yet, but they are still actively looking for her murderer. Thank you all so much for tuning in. The podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. You can also check us out on Instagram at intothedark.leah. And I will see you guys next Wednesday. Have a great day.